Hey everybody, what's going on? Um, I know it's been a little while since I've made a made an episode, and that's that's the main reason why I'm coming on here tonight. I know it's Sunday, um, but this weekend I had the amazing opportunity of being a part of this leadership committee or this leadership group, and it was like 32 total, so I think like 31 other people, and myself went up to. Colorado and we stayed at this in these like condos. It was really nice. And then we did a bunch of different activities surrounded by leadership, servant leadership and collaboration, you know, for our community, which was truly an amazing and a beautiful experience. And while I was there, I got to meet some really amazing people and create some, some great connections. And, you know, one particular connection, I got to connect with a pastor who was up there. And, uh, we had some really good conversations and I'm really excited to see where this, this, this friendship or this, you know, the starting of a friendship, acquaintanceship, whatever we want to call it at this point in time and, and see where it grows. And just the, the, the way that God moves is so amazing. Um, and you know, another thing about being up there too is, recently with not making as much content on the podcast is because I've been focusing on some other things. My schedule at work has gotten a lot more busy. And then I've been working on some other things that I'm excited about. However, I need to not necessarily put on the back burner, but start to start to start to focus on, I guess, some other things and like some other things that like truly matter. And part of that is I haven't been, because of everything I've been doing, right? Working on something, working on some other thing. I'm not really ready to talk about it yet. So I'm just going to say some other things, uh, but they will be coming out soon-ish. Maybe we'll see. Um, but working on some other things for the ministry and, you know, work and then trying to be there for, for family um, and then, you know, doing two to three different groups. My wife and I are getting ready to host a young married couples group for one of the churches we attend. So we're, we're super excited about that. But ultimately there has been so much on my plate that I have started to let go of some of the fundamental elements that, that are needed as, as believers. And one of those things is, is prayer. Um, you know, I pray constantly throughout the day, even, even being super busy, but I've really neglected that like deep, like deep, intimate, intimate, like prolonged prayer. Like I truly believe in the value of, of prolonged prayer. And I would say, you know, there's no, no specific time limit on it. Um, but that's something that that's really been lacking in my life recently. And then, you know, I've, I've been reading scripture. I read scripture every day, but I haven't been, a lot of what I've been reading is, is to work on some other things for the ministry that I've, that I've been doing. It hasn't been like just sitting down and like truly just diving into scripture and, you know, committing it to memory, committing it to heart and, and pulling out and like truly meditating on the word and pulling it out. It's more of, of, finding verses that go along with, with what I'm trying to convey in, in my work that I'm doing. 
So this weekend when I went to this retreat, like I said, it was, it was a, an amazing experience. We did a lot of different activities and it was pretty long days, but even at the end of the long days, you know, it was just me in my room. And when I was in there, I was really dedicating time in the mornings and at night to truly dive into the word of God, truly dive into my Bible, you know, like crack it open and just let the words flow off the page and, and, and getting into like, again, that deep, intimate, prolonged prayer of just truly trying to feel God's presence, truly trying to feel, you know, the thing that made me fall in love with the faith, the thing that made me fall in love with Jesus in the first place was just that intimate relationship, that presence that I felt from him along with, you know, all the other blessings he's done in my life, but really it was feeling his presence and, and being in his presence that, that I loved so much. And I still do, but I've let, I've let things, other things become a priority. And I've kind of put, kind of put that on the back burner. And this is like my confession to you guys, um, is that I, I haven't been committing as much time to prayer as I should be. I haven't been committing as much time to like quality time, right? Quality time to the word as I should be doing. And this weekend I had the opportunity to, to start that again and, and get back to it and, you know, put everything else to the side and just say, you know what, I'm not going to work on what I'm working on. Like, I don't, I'm not going to worry about work. I'm not going to worry about all these other things that have been keeping me so busy. I'm really just going to focus on my relationship with, with God. And for me, one of the reasons that's so important is, you know, we read in scripture and I don't remember where it is. I know it's on the gospel because Jesus said this and he said, you know, people will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not, do we not prophesy in your name? Do we not heal the sick in your name? Do we not cast out demons in your name? So they talk about all these amazing things they did, right? And then Jesus says, you know, be gone from me, or, you know, depart from me, you evil doers, for I never knew you. And a lot of people think that, you know, just to break that down on a deeper level, right? Of course, Jesus knows everybody. Jesus is God. He knows everybody. And the scripture says that, you know, they like even every hair on our head, I don't have a whole lot of hair up there right now, but every hair on our head is numbered. Like God knows us that intimately that he knows every hair on our head. Um, so he knows all of us, right? But what he's trying to say is if you look at the word, you know, new, I never knew you. And you really break that down into like the, the, the Greek meaning is that when he says no, like, and we see it throughout the Bible, right? When it says that, you know, Adam and, and Eve created their first child, this is Adam knew Eve. And I believe it even says that, that Abraham knew Sarah. And it uses the word no quite a bit throughout scripture in terms of like a level of intimacy. Now, I'm not saying like you have to have like, like intimate, like intercourse with Jesus. That's, that's just weird. But what I'm saying is when you really break down that word, it means to know in an intimate way, right? To have, to have like true 
a true relationship, like true fellowship. Like think about like whenever you're having, you're building a relationship with, with your, your now spouse or somebody in your life, even like a best friend, right? Like, you know, each other on an intimate level, like, you know, things that, that nobody else knows, like they're willing to come and pour their soul, pour their heart out to you when they're facing hard times. Like you have an intimate relationship. I'm not talking sexual. I'm talking intimate. All right. And that's what that really means. And, and that's why this weekend was so good for me because, and, and later on in scripture, it also talks about how, you know, in revelations talks about how you lost your, like Jesus says, like right to the church. I don't remember what church is. It says, um, you know, you lost your first love. And for me, that, that kind of happened. Like I, I lost the thing that, that I truly loved in the beginning. And, and I, I put it off to the side for other things. So I really had the opportunity to start to get back into God's presence, to start to get back into that intimate relationship. Cause me personally, that's one of my biggest, biggest fears as a Christian is does, does God know me in that way? Right. Does, does he know me because I'm making the time to have that, that intimate level of prayer with him? And, you know, through this and and through, through, you know, having that, that devoted time to word, that devoted time to prayer and just truly being in God's presence, he revealed something to me. And also having conversations with this, this amazing pastor that I met, um, and it got works in, in amazing ways, but lately, not only have I been putting other things in front of, in front of that, that intimate time with him, I've been worrying too much about what other people think or what other people might think. Um, you know, I've been doing some, some different groups really trying to get into the body to have the ability to build fellowship, to be able to pour into people, to, um, you know, learn myself because I, I truly believe that we're, we're always learning. We're always growing. Um, especially as Christians, right? Like, uh, I think it's first Corinthians 11, one, you know, follow, follow my example as I follow Christ's example or follow me as I follow Christ. It, it's a continuous path. Right. Um, and I don't think we ever, will ever truly catch up to Christ because we're, we're people and we're humans and we're sinners. Um, but, but following that, right. Like trying to not only edify myself, but be able to pour into other people and and build just a sense of, of fellowship because fellowship is so, so important. Being connected is, is so, so important. Right. And I, th- I think it's in Corinthians where it talks about, where Paul talks about, you know, the body of, of Christ is maybe it's even Romans, the body of Christ is, is, is a body, right? Like it's a body. And and we all have this, these roles that we play in the body, but we're all connected. Like you think about a, a body, right? Your hand is connected to your foot through the arm and the chest and the shoulder and the legs, but it's all connected, right? It's one whole body. It's not the arms working separate over here. This hand's doing that over there. Like we're all working together even if we're not located in the same spot or located or connected directly i guess is what i'm trying to say so um i've been you know like i said i've been i've been getting out there more and and trying to just truly put myself into the body more to to be that example and and also follow people follow other people that are that are good examples in christ and by doing so, another confession, 
is I've been, I guess for lack of a better term, almost burying. No, maybe not burying because they're still there. I guess the word that comes to mind is covering, maybe. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of things that I fundamentally believe in for multiple reasons, you know, based on what I've seen in scripture, based on revelations that that God has given me through the Holy Spirit, that that I have seen at work in my own life, I've kind of pushed off to the side because there's times where I've been telling my story, telling my testimony, saying, you know, things that I believe in and people's eyes like gloss over or they kind of just look at me like, mm, I don't know about that. And that's okay. Like people, not everybody's going to agree with me and that's fine. Like I don't, I don't think you're ever truly going to agree with everybody on or agree with anybody on everything. Um, if you need evidence of that, just look at your closest relationship. If you're married, do you agree with your, your spouse on everything? Probably not. Do you agree with your parents on everything? Probably not. Do you agree with your best friend on everything? Probably not. So that's just, that's just life. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's, I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with that at all, because I think God has given all of us this amazing ability to form our own thoughts and beliefs, um, right? Because we just, we don't know, like even reading the Bible, like there's a lot of things that are black and white and there's other things that are like, mm, this could go one way or the other. But anyways, you know, is if you've listened to my testimony I've talked about a lot of things that are kind of unconventional for some people. Like I tell people about the story of my salvation and they kind of just look at me like, Hmm, like that's, that's cool. Like praise God. But I don't know if I truly believe in that. Same thing when I talk about like my wife and, and, you know, praying over her and laying hands on her and, and the Holy ghost and God healing her for his glory. Right. So now that's a story that I could tell people like, look how amazing God truly is. And that's not to flex on anybody. That's not to say that we're better than anybody. It's just something that God did for us and we're extremely blessed. And I truly believe that God did that because of my calling in life, my purpose and in my wife inherently being part of that, right? Because the Bible says that when man and woman become wife, they become one. So in terms of us being, you know, one person, essentially, what we're going to do for Christ, the calling that that we have, that testimony is going to be just absolutely, absolutely amazing and absolutely critical. Like I, I thank God for that constantly. Um, probably not as much as I should. I'm just going to throw that out there. Another confession, but, but I still thank Him, you know, constantly for that. And part of what I believe in right? Like if you haven't figured it out and I may have said this on my, on my episodes on one of them, I don't know for sure. I don't remember everything I've said. I definitely lean more towards the charismatic viewpoint. All right. So I believe the gifts of the Holy spirit, the gifts are for today. I haven't seen anywhere in scripture where it says that they have, they have gone away. I haven't seen anywhere in scripture that says the gifts were only for a specific time. The gifts were only for the apostles because I don't even believe that because whenever you look into scripture, right, Jesus sent out the 12, he sent out the disciples. And then later he sent out the 70. And I think in Luke, it says 72 people who weren't even disciples. 
Jesus equipped them to go out and lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons, to intercede for people, to perform miracle signs and wonders. And then in the book of Acts, right, it talks about people who weren't part of the 12 apostles, like Stephen. Stephen wasn't a part of the 12 apostles. And he did, it says that he did amazing things for the kingdom before he was ultimately killed. And so I don't believe that the gifts ceased. I don't, because we talk about God being, you know, the same then, the same now, and the same in the future, right? He was then, he is now, and forever will be. So God is, he's, he's not a, he's not a changing God in that sense. Like, I don't believe that he just took the gifts away from us because, and, and I think one of the scriptures that some people use is again, guys, another confession. I'm not very good with books and, and verse numbers and, and chapter numbers, but there's a scripture in there that says, you know, I think Paul, maybe Paul says this. I, I can't remember that, you know, tongues will cease, you know, prophecies will cease. And, but it also says when everything is accomplished. Well, what does that really mean? Some people take that as like the Bible being accomplished, the establishment of the church being accomplished. But I'll challenge that thinking. Yes, the Bible is complete. Yes, the Bible is the, the finished works of every word breathed from God. However, the Bible is our guidebook, is our foundation to keep moving towards the kingdom, to keep expanding the kingdom. And even the church, right? That brings me to my next point. Even the church, is the church truly established? Can we truly say that the church of Christ is established? Like, yeah, we we have Christians all over the place, but there are a lot of people that aren't Christians. And conviction moment, if this hits you, it hits you. Holy Ghost, help me. But if you're a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian, but you're still living for the world, if you're still willfully choosing choosing sin over God, are you? can you truly call yourself a Christian at that point? Now, I'm not saying we have to be perfect, right? Because we're not, we'll never be perfect, myself included. I will never be perfect. I mess up all the time. However, if we choose... If we know something is bad and we choose to do it over and over and over, you're not, you're not living life as a Christian because, because Jesus said, right. He didn't say, follow your heart. He didn't say, go live however you want. He said, he said, deny yourself, deny your, your, your selfish passions, deny the things that, that make you do things you shouldn't do. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross, be holy, right? Be be the light of the world, be the salt of the earth, and follow me. Jesus wasn't out there doing all that. He wasn't out there committing sexual immorality. He wasn't out there slandering other people. He wasn't out there gossiping. He wasn't out there stealing. He wasn't out there committing murder, doing drugs, whatever, right? We can use a, a, a ton of examples, and there's a bunch in scripture. Jesus wasn't out there doing that. And, and like I talked about before in, in 1 Corinthians 11, I believe it's 11, 11, 1, follow me as I follow Christ. As a true Christian, you should be following Christ. You should be, you, we should be trying to live up to his expectation, knowing we never will. And that's why we have the grace, right? So Jesus died for us. And Paul even says that if we were perfect, then Jesus died for nothing. So we're never going to be perfect. But we have to strive, right? Jesus said that easy, easy is the road or wide is the road that leads to death. And narrow or difficult is the road that leads to life. 
So it's not easy being a Christian. It's not easy denying yourself. It's not easy picking up your cross daily because let's be honest, we're, we're humans and there's times that it gets heavy. And, and, and sometimes it's not easy to follow Christ. And I've, I myself fell into that. Again, guys, this is a confession for me. Like I fell into that because God has done some amazing things in my life and he showed me some amazing things that I never thought possible. And here I am burying that for the sake of fitting in, for the sake of blending into a community because people don't necessarily believe in what I believe because they just, they, they don't. And that's okay. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're wrong, right? Because there are truly some, some godly, some godly men that, that I'm around. However, they don't believe what I believe. And because of that, for the sake of not being too radical, the sake of not being too extreme, I've been kind of pushing those off to the side and getting back into God's presence he was basically like, and this is like my paraphrase, right? He's like, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you neglecting to share the story, to share the testimony that I have given you, to share the things that I have done in your life? And that, that hit me. I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm, like, honestly, like in the moment, I kind of felt like I was failing, like, oh, like I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have felt that way. Um, but ultimately I'm making this video to make, to make it very clear. Like this is my revival. Like this, this, this is it. Like I'm, I'm radical in the Lord. Like I, I, I'm, this is my declaration in, in front of everybody in front of God and to everybody listening to this podcast. I'm not going to put aside my beliefs. I'm not going to put aside what God has done in my life. I'm not going to put aside what God has revealed to me for the sake of others. Because Paul also says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, where he talks about grumblings in the church, like, and, you know, following this person or following that person, at the end of the day, we follow Christ, right? And everything I do is for him. It's not for anybody else. And lately I've made it about myself and I made it about everybody and, and other people, not about him. So I've got away from that. I've, I've started to focus on other things that aren't as important. And at the end of the day, I'm not here to impress. And, and Paul says this too. I'm not here to impress men. Like, should I impress men or should I, should I, you know, do what God tells me to do? And I'm going to do what God tells me to do. So yes, everybody, um, I fall more on the, the charismatic side of things. I believe the gifts are for today. I believe that you can lay hands on people and through prayer and, and not always, but I believe people can be healed miraculously. I believe that miracles still exist in the body of Christ today. I believe that God is still moving and he will continue to move and he will continue to expand the kingdom through radical points of view until everything is accomplished, which means that Jesus comes back to earth. That, that when Jesus comes back and heaven and earth are reunited. That's when it's all going to be complete. It's when Jesus comes back for the second coming, when Jesus comes back and, and, and we're living in, in heaven for all eternity. To me, that's what it means when it says when everything is accomplished, because ladies and gentlemen, we still have a lot to do as the body in Christ. Spiritual warfare is real. 
I will forever talk about this. And, you know, Jesus even says in the gospel that in the end times, two kingdoms, nation will rise against nation and kingdom will rise against kingdom. The kingdoms he's talking about are the kingdom of lightness and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of heaven is going to come against the kingdom of darkness. And it's all over the world today. It's evident that the kingdom of darkness is running rampant. But the the good news is, is that the, the kingdom of heaven is doing the same. Every single day, souls are being saved. Every single day, we are progressing forward to advance the kingdom of heaven. And I truly believe that. I truly believe in, in praying over people. I truly believe in laying, in laying of hands. I truly believe in, in signs and miracles and wonders. I still believe that, that there are demons out in the world today. To me, it's very evident. I, I believe in deliverance. I believe in I, Mark, Mark 16, 16, Mark 16, 17. Jesus says that these signs will follow or will accompany those who believe in me. They will cast out demons. They will lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. They will step on scorpions and vipers. They will drink poison and nothing will happen to them. There's another piece of that that I'm missing. Holy Ghost, help me. Um, but I believe in that. Like whole, wholeheartedly, I believe in that. And this is like, oh man, I feel convicted right now. This is my this is my story, and I'm not afraid to shame. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not ashamed to stand up for what I believe in in the gospel. I'm not ashamed to stand up for what Christ has revealed to me as a person, as a believer, as as somebody who's trying to advance the kingdom. I'm not ashamed of it. So no longer will I be cookie cut cookie cutter on on anything that I believe, any revelation that I that I get from God, because even if we look at, at the prophets of old, they were pretty radical dudes. Moses was pretty radical. Elijah, Elijah is probably one of my favorite prophets in, in the Old Testament. Elijah was pretty crazy, um, like in a, in a good way. Um, I, I, I truly believe in advancing the kingdom and, and doing everything for him. And I've I've kind of I've kind of fell back on that. I've backslid a little bit. So this is my confession to you all. You know, scripture tells us that we should we should confess to God, which I've already done, and we'll be forgiven, and that we should confess to others and we'll be healed. And and the healing that that I hope to receive is just that, that burden of not doing what I'm supposed to is is gonna go away. That you know, that God God's forgiven me. But I guess the overall arching point of, of this episode is stand up for what you believe in. My grandpa, my grandpa told me when I was very young that always stand up for what you believe in, even if you're the only one standing. And I've let that go. So this is my encouragement to you. Stand up for what you believe in. Now, if you're just preaching some some other stuff that's that's not in the gospel then are not in the bible then you know that god help you that's between you and god but if you're reading scripture and if you believe the gifts are for today if you lean more towards the charismatic movement like i do then be proud of that like for me 
again, I don't see anywhere in scripture that it says the gifts have ceased, that the, that the gifts are done with. I don't, I, I don't see that. And I'd be, I challenge anybody listening to this to show me in the Bible where it says that the gifts are no longer for today. Show me. And, and, and we can have a discussion and, and, you know, if, if that's the case, right, which I truly believe, why would I not want to soak in? Why would I not want to take in everything that God has to offer? If God can, can use me because he's done it before. If God can use me to heal people, why would I not want that? Why would I not want people to be healed in the name of Jesus for the glory of the kingdom, for the glory of the father, for the glory of of, of Jesus who who ultimately gave the, the ultimate sacrifice for us to advance the kingdom of heaven, to save souls. If, if God can use me to deliver people from bondage, why would I not want to do that? Why would I, why would I try to rationalize that that's not real when I've seen it myself, when I've done it all for the glory of God? Again, like I'm not special. I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a sinner. I've done some pretty crazy things in my life. However, when it comes to God, when it comes to the things that he can do, I will believe for anything. I will believe for anything, which means I'm willing to do what it takes. You know, God says, I say this all the time to you, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened, ask and you shall receive. And Jesus even says in, in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 6, when he talks about prayer, he says, you know, when you pray, believe that it's already happened and it'll happen. It's It comes down to faith. Everybody comes down to belief. So believing in God. Now, this is not to say that if, if you if you do pray and and, and things don't happen, that, that doesn't mean that you're not believing enough or that your belief isn't, your faith isn't strong enough. So that this is a word of encouragement as well. You've been praying and praying and praying for something and nothing's happened. Keep trying. What, what, what does it hurt to keep trying? The biggest lie from the enemy, in my opinion, when it comes to stuff like this, is that he wants you to feel like God's forsaken you. He wants you to feel, and, and scripture says that God will never forsake you, by the way. But he wants you to believe that God will forsake you. He wants you to believe that God wants you to be injured. God wants you to be broken and bruised and and battered and all these awful things. And that's not the case, right? I don't I don't know why, I don't know why the Father, I don't know why why Jesus, I don't know why God performs, you know, signs in in some people's lives and not in other people's lives. Only He knows. But I have faith that everything He's doing is done for a reason. We just have to keep asking. We just have to keep seeking. We just have to keep knocking for that reason. And it'll be revealed to us. So again, I, I want to put this out there. If you're praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and crying out to God, asking for something that hasn't been answered, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. That doesn't mean that he's forsaken you. That doesn't mean that your faith isn't strong enough. Because there are some people out there that will tell you your faith is not strong enough. And how do they know what your faith looks like? Now, again, faith without works is dead. There's a whole different topic. I'm trying not to ramble here. Um, but you know the conversations you're having with God. And if you're truly, like just truly on your knees, pouring your heart out to him, asking him for something, and he doesn't, he hasn't done it yet. Keep asking. 
what does it hurt in asking? Right now, if, if God gives you a, reg- a revelation of, hey, I haven't done this for this, then take that and, and, and move on and follow your purpose, follow your calling in life. I believe that we're all called to something specifically. No, we're all called to ministry. But the way that we minister, the way that we support the ministries, it can be different from other people. And another thing that I want to say to you is having prayer with somebody else, somebody who genuinely means it, who's willing to pray with you or pray for you, is willing to intercede for you, is willing to lay hands for you. Why not try it? Like that, that, like that's truly what I believe in. Like Jesus tells us in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 18, 20 or Matthew 20, 18. I'm dyslexic. I'm sorry, but it says where two or three, two or three gather in my name. I am with them. I am in their midst. I am amongst them. So if you're alone and you're, you're on your knees and you're just crying out to God and nothing's happening, bring it to somebody else, bring it to a true believer. I'm going to say true believer. Bring it to a true believer who's willing to intercede for you, who's willing to pray with you. Say, hey, you really want healing? I don't know if God's going to do it, but you know what? I will believe that he will. I'll believe that he's going to heal you. I believe that he's going to do these amazing things for you. I will believe. doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. I've seen healings that take time. I've seen healings that that don't happen overnight. I've seen things that, that don't happen right away. Again, God works in mysterious ways. God works on, on his own timeline. And that's where we challenge, I will challenge you to keep knocking, to keep seeking, to keep asking. Put that faith in God. And if you feel like your faith is weak, bring it to somebody else. Bring it. It doesn't have to be me. I would, I would be honored if it was because I, I, I truly believe in it. But if you need healing, if you're struggling with things, right? Like some people believe that Christians can't have a demon. And I would disagree to an extent, right? Like if, if you have the Holy Ghost that dwells within you, you cannot be possessed, right? I think I've talked about this. Like you can't be you can't be fully owned or fully controlled by a demon. But I do believe that the enemy sends his little minions to oppress or or attack certain areas of our life, right? So if you truly feel like there's areas of your life where you've you've been praying about it, you've been fasting about it, yes, fasting, because fasting denies the flesh. It, it it ultimately crucifies crucifies the flesh. If you've been praying, if you've been fasting, if you've been worshiping, if you've been sending up praise and thanksgiving and and, and supplications and petitions, and you know you've been you've been confessing and repenting and walking away from it and you're still not seeing results, reach out to me. I'm not, I'm not saying you have a demon. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like the enemy will attack us in in, in very specific ways, right? We all have our own vices and the, the devil knows how to use our weak spots to, to attack us. And sometimes you need that shield of faith. Now, I do believe people can have demons. I've seen it. I had them before I gave my life to Christ. I'm just going to be very open about that. I was delivered. I've seen other people who who believe get delivered because, again, there's that oppression that sometimes we have things within us and that when we come to, when we come to God and, and we want to follow him, 
that there's still those things within us. I believe that. And that's why I say, I believe Christians can have, have, um, have demons in their lives is because there's some things that we carry over whenever we come into the kingdom. I believe in opening doorways. I believe in opening gates, like the body is the temple, right? So I believe that there are different areas of our lives that can be, can be under attack of the demonic. And sometimes it takes somebody else, maybe not one person, maybe multiple people and maybe multiple times, not just one time praying for that to go away. And I believe in it because I've seen it. I've seen it work in my life. And there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, that's the placebo effect. Okay, sure. Right. I've seen people say like, oh, hey, if I gave you this, this red pill and you truly believed that, that you could, you know, lose weight, you'd lose weight. I disagree with that. Because if that was the case, why would hydroxy cut not work for some people? Why would you take this magic pill, not change anything, maybe change your diet a little bit, but you're not active. You're not drinking enough water. I'm a personal trainer, health coach, by the way. If, if you're not doing the other things that are required, that magic, that quote unquote magic pill isn't going to work no matter how much you believe. I'm just, I'm just going to say it like it is. Now, belief is very, very important, like I've talked about, right? But there's, in certain aspects of our walk, there are certain things that come along with it. And I am willing to to be that guy to to try to do anything I can to help the body of Christ. Like I, I truly believe that there are some things, there are a lot of things out there that are just supernatural. Because, you know, scripture tells us in Ephesians 6 that, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities. We wrestle against the rulers of the air. We wrestle against these these spirits with you know these these spirits and beings within the heavenly realms. I believe in all that wholeheartedly. So if there's an area of your life where you're struggling, if there are things that you are going through that you just you maybe want advice on, you you just need to get off your chest. You can always reach out to me. Reach out to to another believer. Um, I know I've kind of rambled, but this, I feel like this is just something that God has really wanted me to to talk about, man. It's just like, like I, I feel the fire again. I feel that first love I had of how amazing and how powerful God is. It blows my mind. Me and my wife are having this conversation. Sorry, like just one more, one more rambling point. It blows my mind that people will stand up in church and they'll read off of a screen that Jesus heals people, that Jesus delivers people, that Jesus does all these signs and wonders and does these amazing things in our lives. But when it really comes down to it, they're like, nah, I don't believe that. Okay. So I would challenge you. Are you really sending up worship? Or are you just reading words off of a screen and singing along because it feels like the right thing to do because you're in church or because you want to blend in with other people or because you like the song? Mm, man, I feel... <laughs> I feel on fire right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. But think about that. We're willing to stand up in church and sing these songs about how God can deliver you, how Jesus can do all of these things. And then when it really comes down to it, we're like, no, nah, I don't believe that. That sounds like hypocrisy to me. Poof thought, poof thought. If that convicts you, it convicts you. Take it to God. Don't take it to me. Take it to him. All right, feeling fired up right now. So before I go on any more tangents, I'm gonna wrap up this video. Um, but again, everybody, like I'm, I'm working on some other things, but I'm really gonna get back into the podcast. I'm really gonna get back into 
into giving messages and doing what I truly believe in because I haven't been that that fire within me has started to has started to be quenched because of some other things that I was worrying about, but no more, no more. Holy Ghost is is very much alive and 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 on fire within me, and it's time to let that shine. It's time for me to to stand up for what I believe in because ultimately what I believe in is Him. I believe in what He can do. He's the God of possible, not the God of impossible. He can do anything. Doesn't mean he's going to do anything or everything, but he can, right? So this is a little bit of a confession, a little bit of where I'm going next. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the episode and I'll be dropping another one mañana. All right, guys. Again, if you have questions about anything that I've said tonight, please, please feel free to reach out to me to... um to just ask, ask the question. I'm truly here for you guys. So as always, God bless you. And I love you.